0: By its very nature, the underground economy is exactly as it sounds—unrecorded, undocumented, untaxed. So nobody really has any idea how big the underground economy is here in Chicago or, or anywhere else. University of Chicago economist Stephen Levitt says his best educated guess puts the underground economy at between one and a half and five billion dollars a year. If Chicago work country, its GDP would be about 150 billion dollars per year. And maybe one to three percent of the economy in Chicago might be underground economy. So where does the underground economy take place? In this documentary, Chicago Hustles, Chicago Matters Money Talks producers Ann Hepperman and Carol Older look for segments of an economy under the radar screen. Their guide and ours for the next half hour is a cigarette hustler who prefers to use the name Floyd for this program.
1: Testing. One, two, testing. I got new posts, new posts, full out of the pack on the new Cigarettes. I got new post, cigarettes, full out of the pack. I got new posts, new posts, full out of the pack on the new Cigarettes, cigarettes. I'm a hustler, street guy, y'all. Hey, hey, what's happening, man? Right, my name is Floyd. And my hustler cigarettes. Might smoke cigarettes, new posts. I got new posts, full out the pack. I buy new post cigarettes online, no tax, and then sell them on the cheap. Super duper discount. It's the hottest thing going. I can make 200 bucks a day sometimes. I got square, full out a pack. And I'm not here to talk just about me. Chicago has all kinds of hustlers. Downtown, East Side, West Side, South Side, suburbs. The underground economy is all over this town, all around you. I gotta get started if I'm gonna make any money this day. Let's get in the car here downtown. That's usually the first part of the town I hit. Cause downtown, a lot of money flows. See this guy right here? Yeah, he got a squinchy. Pull over. This is tax-free
2: money. Hit the horn. Hi, my name is Mark Jones. And I wipe cars down at Amoco. I started washing cars in 1991, and the car wash is right down the street, just across the street. Now, when I first started doing cars, I stood here, right here at this corner, 13th and Wabash, and I watched the cars come out. I watched somebody stop the cars. Would you
3: like for me to drive your car?
2: Like this guy is doing right now, wiping down this red car right here. (laughs) And I timed it. Three minutes, he made two out. So I said, well, hey, I can do that. And uh, I joined the crowd.
1: These guys are looking to make about $15 to $20 a day. They use the money to pay for hotel or food. And like a lot of us, these car washers use a legitimate economy to their advantage. Right where Amco's blacktop ends, that's where the guys set up shop.
2: As long as we don't bother their customers on the lot, then they don't have to call the lawns
1: just a few feet on Amco's blacktop and they could get charged with criminal trespass. So they stay just off to the side.
2: Because they already know that by calling the law, we're not going anyplace.
1: In the shadows of the legitimate economy. It's my business.
2: Each one of us are independent entrepreneurs up here. There are four of us up here. What's up, Am? How are you? Telling on you. Is it safe? No, it ain't safe. Well, we take turns. Right now, Tony's flagging the car. Rick is, is obviously before Tony. Here is Rick. I, I'm just uh, interviewing
4: about, his, uh, about the car wash business.
2: About you, the car wash?
4: Uh-huh.
2: You mind if I finish this? Uh, a job like this, and it's not a job, it's a hustle. You work like you want to work. At a normal car wash, how you doing? You are working for somebody else. The top money goes to the boss. So you're going to get paid by the hour, all right? This way, any money that you make is yours, all right? Right now it's 109, okay? I'm starting my day.
1: Freedom, that's why a lot of people like being in the cash economy. You pick your own hours, you choose your own rate, but Mark would tell you it's a trade-off. You may have more freedom, but every day is like a hope and a prayer.
2: The thing with this is that there are days like yesterday where I made $3. But then there are days that I can be out here and I can make $100. So what I'm saying is every day is a surprise.
1: That's right. In the cash economy, every day is a
2: surprise.
1: Things are changing in Chicago.
2: It used to be you could depend on the car wash to support you. Uh, This is a corporate street now. They don't care if you're homeless.
1: There's a lot of buildings on my roof being torn down. Mayor Daly said he doesn't want another slum left in the city.
2: My days on Wabash, they're numbered now. They really are numbered.
1: Come on, let's get going. Hey, how y'all doing? Anybody need cigarettes today? I got Newport cigarettes. Sure, I'm sorry. Now see, in this situation, I'm like Mark. I use an existing establishment to find customers. Got Newport cigarettes, I interested in Newport Nobody really loses. The customers get cigarettes at a few bucks cheaper, and I may slap the bartender five now and then. So we got ourselves a little arrangement. That's how it is across town. At the Jewels Grocery Store, our next stop. At Jules, you've got a lot of customers who don't have cars. So years ago, some guys started delivery service. Jules knows about them, even checks their insurance and license to make sure they're valid. Again, it's a little arrangement, but it's totally off the books.
5: OK, my name is Leon Davis. I've been uh, delivering up here for Jules, approximately five years. man. Most of the guys here are retired, and they just do this for a little extra. Money and stuff like that. We are better than heels. Jewel don't pay us nothing. We have a signed no no kind of contract. I mean they authorize it, so hey ain't no problem. You need to deliver gently from here to 40 Kane Drive. Not today. Why not today? It's about five dollars. That's all you got. Oh okay. And then you get around about 45 or 46 would be. Add another dollar. Okay, be ready to go. We don't have to pay no tax on that. It's not taxable. But most people that, that ride with, they got they, they uh special drivers. How far you going, man? 32 You know, uh, you be courteous to him and This first one right here. And you take the grocery up and stuff like that. And that's why you build up a lot of custom by being courteous to the people that open that door for you. Mm hmm. You don't know how much you're going to make. There's no limit how much you're going to make. And you don't really make that much up here. No way. You know, you. You know it's slow. Okay, you have a good day, and I'll see you again. And continue to shop at Jewel. It keep me something to do, you know, instead of staying around the house or something else, you know. So that's why, you know, I continue to do it.
1: Come on, let's head to a street corner on the south side where you can buy almost anything. Y'all want to get out? Hey, my man. Hey. Hey, what you sell all them pretty socks for? What they go for? $5 for six, pal. Socks, purses, shoes, any kind of knockoff you can think of. Size. Now here we all buying low and selling high. It's the American way. We're going to make arrangements to get a case? I usually stop on the corner and drop a dozen packs or two. You ain't got to get it right now. I can bring it to you. All right. But forget cigarettes for a second. Drugs are what most people think of when they think of the underground economy. My name is Cynabeth Cross. I live at Ogden Courts. Like in this building, you can see some people out there in the
6: breezeways. They're selling narcotics. We used to have a building complex right behind us, but once they tore the buildings down, the drug sellers that used to be there are in our lobby. It's a whole lot of money floats through that lobby. The guys in Cinerbest lobby is what's called the crew. The boys actually be downstairs bragging what you say. How much you get, i be listening. But they aren't the ones running the show. There's a such thing as, uh, well, the big man. The big man makes the money. Now, that's what goes out.
1: But those aren't the only sales going on. The drug economy creates little mini-economies
6: around it. Which leaves us women bonded I trying to help each other out.
7: Even though I got a job, it's still hard. Paying bills, you got a phone bill, rent. Cable. My name is Michelle Murray, and then the household stuff, and then your kids need shoes, and your kids need clothes, and these school supplies. It's still hard. My name is Tony Knox, and I used to sell candy out of my apartment. While well, putting a little sign up on the wall downstairs, Party Wing, five of them spaghetti and meatball, and bread, and a pop, five dollars. Now,
6: like she said about fixing dinners, I do.
7: I carry nachos, Doritos, penny candy, the nickel candy, the dime candy. Sometimes I clear between $75 and $100 a day.
6: I do one head for about $10, $12.
7: I came up on $80 selling plates, $5 a plate. Really? That just helps me with my cigarettes. One person came and bought the food and went downstairs with the plate, eating it, and she was saying it was good and everything. It started knocking on my door. That's how I started getting customers. It was chaos. You have five children in your house and about 15 on the porch ready to come in. You know, I left five in at the time. Five kids in or five kids out. I made two big pans, but it wasn't enough. People kept coming back, buying it. <laughs> By
6: us doing all of this together, all of us, it makes life easier. We're feeling real bad right now because they're closing down these buildings soon. It's really going to change our life. It's going to affect our pocketbooks.
4: What is money to you?
6: What is money to me? Actually, it's a headache. Because if you know or somebody find out you got some money, they ain't going to stop messing with you till they get some of it. I don't care how they think they're going to get it. Borrow it. Beg it. And I'm talking about my family, too. If they find out I got some money, I ain't going to have it. Except until they stop the And I'd honestly be glad when it's gone.
1: I'm going to have to disagree. For me, bad times with it are better than bad times without it. But for high rollers, you have to worry about where to put it. You can't put it all in the bank or invest it. You have to launder that money and that can add a lot of stress.
0: Uh, My name is Sudhir Venkatesh. I'm a professor of sociology and African-American studies at Columbia University. And I have a friend, Nick. Nick used to be one of the biggest weapons dealers in Chicago.
1: Sudhir went over to his house
0: one day and found Nick tripping. I said, Nick, why are you crying? He said, because I have so much money. He should be happy. I said, Nick, I can help you with that. I'll take some of the money if it's a problem, but tell me why is so much money a problem for you? And he showed me in his house, in the TV, there were stacks of money. In every mattress, there were stacks of money. He had money all over the place, but he could not do anything with that money because he made it in the underground economy. Meaning he could not invest it. He tried. He went to banks. And every time he tried to open a bank account, they said, well, what's the source of this money?
1: So here's Nick with all this money and nowhere to put it. And he snaps and does something crazy.
0: He has a garage sale.
1: On the surface, just a typical yard sale with TVs and couches and microwaves for sale.
0: But he sold all of this furniture, which had thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of cash in it because he was so frustrated.
1: Crazy, huh? So details tells the story to make a point.
0: Money in the legitimate economy is an asset. It lets you do things. You can change that money for credit. You can change that money for wealth, for property, etc. Money in the underground economy always is cash. And that's all it will ever be.
1: A lot of these people out here hustling get caught up in the lifestyle and the money that comes with it. They get stuck. Some of the men up here on Cicero Avenue.
4: Cicero Avenue is known, you know, prostitution straw.
1: Sometimes called the host. straw.
4: Another day, another dollar, another wall, another tower went up where the homeless
7: had their home.
4: Hello, my name is Gypsy from the west side of Chicago. Well, my name is Cat, that's my street name. And, from Chicago, west side, this okay. is
8: The hard (laughs) life. And we're here to talk about the economy. We're in hell. The money situation at hand. I ain't got none.
4: Never would I I have ever thought that I would become a prostitute. Because I hate it. I have to be drunk or or messed up to uh, go out there and date.
8: As I said, my name is Kat. Been on the street 10 years. That's how I earn my money. As you want to categorize it, hooker, call girl, prostitute, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) I earn mine.
1: Now these ladies here, Gypsy and Cat, they live in a hotel room where people come in and out all the time. Hold
4: on. Basically, when I do go out, I'll uh, count up how much money I'm going to need to stay in for the night. So you figure I'm looking at, 50 for the room, $100 for the eight ball, 50 for blows, grab something to munch. $15 for food, smokes. We're at $205 now with cigarettes.
8: You know, but mainly my money is just I'm getting high.
4: If a guy pulls up and, uh, you know, he, he shakes his head or they say, Do you want a date? And he says, yeah. I'll get in the car, either go to a hotel or, you know, just park somewhere if they want a quick blowjob. Or, and I tell them my, my price is... My average is $20 for a blowjob. $40 for a blowjob. 50 bucks for a half and a half. 50 for sex. An hour is
8: 100 bucks an hour. I don't care what you're doing. What's well, the tip? Typical day, on a Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I'd average $100, 150 200 Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, it goes anywhere from the first date 20, of 20 or 50 bucks, to 1000 sometimes. Then when that money starts coming, it just, it it comes, it comes, it comes, it comes. And then sometimes there's days I'm out there for four and five hours and can't make $20. Sometimes I'm just walking to the store and I'll catch a trick. And I'm not even wanting to date. But I'm going to do it because I know there's money in my pocket. I've learned so many different hustles out here, it's not even funny. But um, the one thing I haven't done... Is I don't take money from no but from no tricks, I mean not even a dollar, not even a penny. will I take without them knowing it. Oh, did you need that change? And I'll take it as I'm telling them. You know what I mean. But I'm not gonna take it without them knowing. It. I gotta tell them.
4: It's very very hard to find a real person out here. Very hard.
8: It's kind of crazy because I don't do heroin. So what the. It really my purpose out there, being a hooker, to smoke crack. <laughs> it's kind of stupid, huh? I used to be a volleyball coach. I used to be a Girl Scout leader. I used to be a lunch lady. My daughter is now 18, my son is 14, and I have a five-month-old grandbaby. And I'm uh, 36 years old, and the money just, there's never enough money to get high. And as my grandma always said, no matter how high you get, Kathy, you always gotta calm down.
4: I get so depressed and I'm like, man, if I got just going OD just to get some peace, you know, to get away from this shit. I almost did a few times, tried to, at least. <laughs> I really tried.
8: You know, reality is reality. I don't know if I'll ever get out of this life. Doesn't mean I don't want to. You know, but I guess I don't want it bad enough because otherwise I would have been done did it, <laughs> you know, no matter who was in my life. but if I didn't stop for my kids, I don't know if there's anybody i I'll stop for, you know and with that, I'll end it.
1: It can be hard out here, real hard. Myself, I sold drugs when I was young to support my addiction. Ended up in jail for a while. Now I'm clean. But I'm still out here making the easy money. It's a gray area. And now we're going to talk to a guy whose whole business is a gray area. This guy, John.
3: He's hustling something people actually need. Asthma pumps. Prescriptions. Procardia.
1: All types of medications.
3: Donovan. People call me the medicine man. rhino Especially a lot of older clients of mine. Buterols. They call me the medicine man. He can get what you what you need. Lipitor. What you've been taking. Insulin medication. off mm, Hello, my name is John. Nevicor. I'm on the south side of Chicago. cogent My hustle is medication. Naperson's. And I try Dilantin. to give a legitimate service to people that already need certain medications. Celebrate, I just try to keep getting the medication for them a little less expensively than Walgreens. One day I went, had to go and see the doctor. And I'm sitting in there and I'm looking and listening to all these people in the, in the doctor's office, man, complain about how they're not able to pay for it. and. All at the same time I'm listening to them, I'm thinking about a couple of guys that I grew up and went to school with that's pharmacists now. It just hit me. This is a way to make money. When I go out to the house this morning, I'm going to see my pharmacist. Somewhere in the conversation, I'm gonna tell him what I need. And he's gonna quote a price to me, like 200 Celebrex, for example. Cost me 50 bucks. I break them down and sell 30 Celebrates for 25 bucks. I'm going to triple my money somewhere in there. Okay, here we come. We coming up to Lorraine's house. We already did talk yesterday about the price of um, Dilantin and a peanut barbital. Lorraine, hey, how you doing? Alright,
7: how you doing, John?
3: Monthly income off of my husband. Uh, I got your medication for you. I could, on average, make.
4: You got everything I asked for.
3: Yes, ma'am.
4: $1, Thousand, fifteen hundred. Okay. What
6: are we talking about?
3: Same price we talked about the other day, forty dollars. No problem. It's a sale. I got to sell them. Thank I'm a good person. Okay.
6: I'll call you this week or next week sometime. Well, when you get ready for tomorrow. I'll do it that. Up.
4: Thank you. All right. All right. You that have a going. good. All right.
3: I'm not trying to give you something to misuse. You or abuse you. I'm getting exactly what you going into Walgreens buying. New clients find mostly about me through people I'm already dealing with because it's not costing them as much for their medication that they need. So, you know, my name jumps around, man. <laughs> All around town. I just hope it don't fall in the wrong hands.
1: <laughs> That's the question. What John is doing is illegal, but is it wrong? Depends on how you look at it.
3: The service that I'm doing, yeah, I guess you could look at it as I'm doing wrong, but I feel like I'm helping people along with helping myself. You know, so I don't consider that a really being a bad guy.
1: That's the way most of us look at it. We all have our reasons for doing what we do. Most of the guys here are
7: retired and they just do this
5: for a little extra. Money and stuff like that.
1: Some people are doing it to try to make ends meet.
7: Even though I got a job, it's still hard.
1: Others doing it for their
8: habits. There's never enough money to get high. I'm telling you, it's a devil's drug.
1: Me, I'm working towards my apprenticeship to be a contractor. But for now... What's happening, man? Cigarettes... Smoke. Smoke. ...is the best way for me to earn money. Cigarettes? Cigarettes? Anybody? My need cigarettes? Four dollars a pack? Cigarettes are something people always want. Newport, Newport cigarettes, full of a pack. Y'all ready? Everybody got squares already back there? New Newport, Newport's last call, full out of the pack.
3: Right.
1: This documentary was produced by Ann Hepperman and Kyra Oler. Jad Abenrod was the editor. My name is Floyd, your narrator. Production help came from Greg Scott and Cynabeth Cross. Julia McEvoy is the executive producer of the Chicago Matters series. Chicago Matters is an annual public information series made possible by the Chicago Community Trust, with programming by WTTW11, Chicago Public Radio, the Chicago Public Library, and the Chicago Reporter.